This is Pastor Mike from Jordan Lutheran Church, and you're about to hear one of our Sunday morning messages. At Jordan, we're passionate about learning from the Bible and pray that this message makes an impact in your life. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How many of you have engaged in public speaking? I mean, just on some level. I have heard it told uh, on several occasions, when it comes to speaking to people in public, there's, there's a simple rule that sometimes even I forget. You'd do well if you would do these three things. You ready? So you always wonder, are there things to write down? Here we go. Let people know what you're going to tell them. Tell them what you're going to tell them. And then remind them what you told them. So I figured I'd try something different with a sermon. Really, I thought, you know what? Let's just see if it works. So I'm going to come right at you, and I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, then I'm going to tell you again. So it'll be funny at the end of the sermon or the service if you could actually remember anything I said, or if you'll go, man, that is a really cool theory you had. It still didn't track you. All right, so here we go. We're going into the prophet Micah, and the prophet Micah spoke to Judah, warning them they are an apostate people. You guys are like, whoa, already lost you. Okay, so apostate, by definition, is someone who leaves behind a religious principle or belief. They actually turn from it completely, and they move. So that's what Micah's writing to. He's warning the leaders of Judah, as well as some even in Israel, they're apostate, they've turned from God. So here we go. I'm going to start and let you know. I'm going to tell you what I'm about to tell you. You ready? I'm going to tell you you're the apostate people. You're the people who have turned from God. And then I'm going to walk through in this sermon. I'm going to let you know that you've got to listen to God. You can't just let talking heads tell you what it is that you need to hear. And then as I get to the end of this sermon, I'm going to kind of remind you of something. I'm going to remind you that the God who made heaven and earth will restore you back to the intent he wanted you to be. You guys tracking me? All right, see, I got you so far. <laughs> you smiled at me now, so we're going to see how this plays out. So the question is, did you get it? Did you see where we are? So in Micah, here's our setting. It's 750 to 686 B.C. We've got a range in the time period based on the beginning of Micah 1 that we know Ahaz and Jothan and Hezekiah are the kings. And as Micah writes, he says the people are following leaders who just have completely lost touch with what God intends for them to do. And it's time for them to come back. But here's the challenge for you and I today. The challenge is 2,700 years have passed since Micah. So when you hear that we're going to do Micah, that's why I kind of tested you at the front of the service. Hey, we're reading Micah. And you guys all said, yeah. But at least that's how I recall it. <laughs> Some of you were like, that is not what we did at all. We walked humbly with the Lord in our seats, Pastor. We were adhering to Micah, but we didn't make a ruckus. No, it looked more like this. Oh, man, can't we do Matthew? I mean, come on. Give us some New Testament stuff. <laughs> I know you didn't say anything aloud, but here's the challenge of 2,700 years. There's a false picture that we draw as people that distant from a text. It's the fact that if God's so distant over 2,700 years, that maybe, maybe if God's that distant, he's distant in my life as well. Because 2,700 years is a long time. And how many of you discussed Micah prior to this past week's small group? Like, is he, like, common in your, like, dinner conversations? All the time. That's right. That's right. You guys, 
You're big. Morishev's a big city. You want to discuss his hometown. You guys planning vacations next summer. 2020, the year of Morishev. We're going. Okay, none of you are actually going to Morishev. I sense that now. Like the blank looks you gave me are new blank looks I've not seen. You're like, that is not where we're going. And after 2,700 years, a lot has come and gone. You know what else has come and gone in that time? Israel, Judah, Assyria, Babylon. And then you can even name more groups. Because listen to all the others. The, the Jews in both groups, largely by their nationality presented in the scriptures, they're not here. Now, I, I realize there's a Jewish community, but Judah and Israel are completely just, they're, they're not around. Guess who else isn't around? The Romans, the Greeks. The rise and fall of many other great nations. I realize some of them still exist in name, but they've come and gone in their power. The French, the Germans, the Ethiopian, the Chinese, Canadians, Mexicans. I mean, name anything that you want. Just rise and fall. It happens. And some maybe are ascending and others are going down and others you're like, wow, yeah, I didn't realize that maybe they had a period where they were doing other things. But here's the most interesting thing that we forget over 2,700 years. The most important distinction of all is who is God's child? Who is God's child? So Micah's talking to the leaders, but we kind of forget what our identity is because we get wrapped up in am I identified with the country that's on the rise or the fall? Because most of you, if you could choose to be in the important country, the not important country, you'd choose the important one because you all like stuff. And important countries seem to have more stuff. Now, who defines important? That's a whole other question. That's for a different sermon. But our identity this morning, as Micah talks to us, is are we understanding our identity as spiritual children of God? So if you've got your Bible, open it up. We're going right in Micah chapter 3. And I warned you where we were headed in this, and one of those warnings was watch out that you're not listening to talking heads. Here's Micah chapter 3. And I said, hear you heads of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel. It is not for you to know justice. Is it not for you to know? See, these leaders were supposed to understand what God was up to. These talking heads of the day, these leaders, was it not for you? You hate the good and love the evil. You tear the skin from my people and flush off their bones. How'd the call committee do getting this pastor? Not good. That's bad. How's the pastor? Well, he just keeps ripping the flesh off of me. He's tearing me apart. You guys are like, well, you know what? We like our pastor a little more. In comparison to Micah 3, we're doing all right. You shouldn't laugh. You guys should have known. See, the better some of you like, well, you tore a little skin off. See, my point is this. Watch who you're listening to. Micah says these people completely got it wrong. They got evil, and they called it good, and good they called evil. I present to you 2019. We are after stuff that is completely dead wrong completely wrong i have to remind you this every once in a while but just in case you forgot would you stop listening to politics stop i don't care what side my fundamental reminder is so you guys get this every once in a while television stations are really in the business of doing what anyone know selling advertising thank you someone nailed it so if you understand that all the rest makes sense it really does they just want to get your eyes and the more they have your eyes, guess whose eyes and attention you're off. And that's why you're not planning your vacation to Morishev. See? 
See, if you'd really focused, you'd have been so excited about Morsheth, you'd be headed there. Some of you are like, no, no, no. I'd gone somewhere else, like Sea of Galilee, Capernaum. I get it, fine. You, you guys are, I mean, I'm there. But you're following me, right? You've distracted yourself from what God's trying to call, and you're like, yeah, but do you know what happened yesterday? Oh, I do. And what happened yesterday is tragic. It's atrocious. And God never wants to see that ever in any country, in any place, to have senseless loss of life. But ladies and gentlemen, that's not politics. That is atrocious sin that grabs someone. I don't even know how it's all going to unpack. You've got to give it time. And sometimes we don't have the answer to one question we all want. You ready for it? Why? Or at least we don't have the answer to the why that you want. You want to know that there was a button you could have pressed. You want to know that there was a way that we could have stopped that before it happened. So instead of asking why, we look back into Micah and we look to the prophets, we look to the scriptures and say, how is it that we address a problem so deep? Is someone willing to go that far to help someone who has such a debased problem that would confront a city with it? Ladies and gentlemen, the answer is yes. There is someone who's willing to go to that depth for us. And so we go to Micah 5, and we find out that the prophet writes, even to these talking heads who got evil wrong, who get good wrong, he writes this in Micah 5 too, but you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, small little Bethlehem Ephrathah, a few miles outside of Jerusalem, in small groups this past week, a couple of you uh, kind of heard, who's buried there? It's your little small group quiz. Uh, Rachel's there. That was one of the pieces that we, we had looked at back from Genesis 35. We hear Rachel's buried there. It's the city of David. I mean, I, I get it. He's also there. He's got his descendants. But that was our little snippet, that Rachel's found herself there. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, you are too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you shall come forth for me. See, the one who's coming, this is part of God's plan. For me, one who will be ruler in Israel. Different than any other talking head you've ever seen. Because he's not a talking head at all. He is God in the flesh, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. You see, this is the one who steps in the midst of a people who are apostate, who've stopped listening to God, and we've put other stuff in front of him. Please don't answer this. This is a don't answer moment. But I've heard several of you over our time since January when we started, Pastor, I haven't had time to read the Bible this week. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you did not make time to read the Bible. I refuse to believe that your life is so busy that you couldn't read a few verses in the day. The focus readings that I've shared with you are small enough that you don't have to read the whole book. We all made that agreement, right? Remember in January I said big readings, focus readings? Now, some of you are like, you didn't give us focus readings. This, I know I didn't give it for Micah. It's just four chapters. But I'm not here to hit you with a lull of whether or not you read it all. I'm just sharing with you. We make these excuses, and you become apostate with something as simple as, I was so busy doing meetings for church, I couldn't read the Bible. Well, then shame on me. Shame on me as a pastor that allowed you to be in a church where you had so many meetings, you couldn't actually engage the Scripture. You're like, yeah, shame on you, pastor. Well, it seems appropriate. It's Micah. The pastors are being yelled at, so at least I should make sure that I hit it myself as well. You're like, yeah, it is on you. Fine, you bet. I have that mantle as a shepherd of this congregation, but realize we're in this thing together. 
So Bethlehem's 18 miles northeast of Moresheth. See, I told you we'd get back to it. Your vacation, 18 miles from Bethlehem. You could day trip to Bethlehem while you're hanging out in Moresheth. See, man? You guys are excited now. Housing will probably be cheaper there. But the origins of the Christ, it's so important you don't miss out. Remember the 2,700 years I talked about where you feel, man, this is just so distant. Where is God caring for his people? He's been doing it all along. And these are stories that we've actually listened to leading all the way up to Micah. Because this promise doesn't appear in Micah. It's not just Bethlehem Ephrathah. It comes up in Genesis chapter 3.15. There will be one who comes, Adam and Eve here, one who's coming who's going to strike at that serpent. That's the first promise. It doesn't just appear here in Micah 5.2. God was doing work and he promised there to Adam and Eve. And then the Old Testament's filled with other cases where you wonder, where's God caring for people? Remember Abraham? He's supposed to do what to his son Isaac? Sacrifice him. Abraham actually goes in faith, trusting that he's going to, and Abraham actually goes up thinking he's going to do what? He actually goes up thinking he's going to sacrifice Isaac. It's pretty powerful stuff that he's going to sacrifice his son, which tells you, if you hold that he actually thinks he's going to sacrifice his son, he must believe what? God's going to work some miracle because he's promised he's going to have descendants as numerous as the stars. So somehow God's going to take this dead guy, Isaac, and bring him back. Turns out Job isn't the only one that believed in resurrection. But at the last minute, what's God do? He provides the sacrifice. And Abraham goes, that is significantly easier. But I trust you, God, because you're that big. God providing care. Whose story is that? It's mine and it's yours. If you make Micah some distant book and make it Old Testament, you figure it's not your story. It's yours. But you continue. What about the flood? The world turns against God completely. Noah and his sons build this ark, perhaps with help of others, but eight souls in all are saved. God cared for his people. Whose story is that? Mine and yours. We distance ourselves. Oh, no, 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 this isn't our story. This is an Old Testament story. This is a Jewish story. No, it's not. That's why we're reading it. It's my story and it's yours. We have this together. What about the prophet Elijah? Defeats 450 prophets of Baal. 450. You thought Gideon's odds were long. Man, 450, 400 angry prophets. Can you imagine getting together 450 pastors in the room that disagree with one pastor? Oh, man. And then the one pastor wins? Yeah. You guys are like, that's not going to happen. I mean, you think I'm long-winded. 450 me's? You are in for a sermon. See, but the Bible's filled with people caring for each other because they've been cared for by a God that never let them go, a people who call them back. So into Colossians we go. So turn to me, turn with me. We're going to Colossians 3, and, and stay there. This we're going to wrap up, so I'm not sending you back. You don't have to play uh, Bible back and forth. Uh, but Colossians takes us this way, and it reminds us if we are a people who've turned from God, we've got to reset ourselves. Just as Micah calls the people back, Paul did the same to the church in class. He says, set your minds on things that are above. I know, but we've we got to worry about the Assyrians and the Babylonians and the Egyptians below us, and we've got to think about this, and there's the rising of this power and this power, and what's going to happen with Syria, and how are we going to cross the Mediterranean Sea, and will our ships get there? <laughs> not what he says. He goes, set your mind on things above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life, here's the tough part, Christians, you don't like this, get ready. Your life is hidden 
with Christ in God. See, we don't like that as Christians. Christian itself actually means what? Little Christ. You are intended to be a little Christ to be to someone else the light of Christ wherever you go. And you may never be thanked for that, ever. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. So when you do something, someone may never thank you, meaning the church may never know you did something. The district may never know. The national church body may never thank you in convention. Some of you are like, great, I didn't want to have to go to convention anyway. Wonderful. My point is, it's hidden. So much of what God does doesn't get put up in broad lights and thank you bells. But we talk about wanting that, or at least that's what I've heard people say, well, you know, it'd be nice if people notice some of the stuff that I do. Do you know who does? God, every single day. Every day. He watches what's taking place. Now, I started out, and people talk about the two things you should never mix, right? We had three things that we started out with our sermon. Here's the other one. Never discuss what? You guys know this. Yeah, never discuss religion and politics. Never. Well, I think Jesus disagreed with that. Uh, and you know what? We live in a world now where it's all about identity. I bring it up again in, in politics for this reason. We're talking about the identity of people and, and how do we identify. We identify as little Christ. That's how we identify. Don't trust me? Colossians 3.11. Here there is not Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Brothers and sisters, God has made us one, but we act like we're divided, and you talk like it too. Well, I'm with this person and I'm with that person. Uh, Paul wrote and just said, hey, God has united all people. This is the identity politics of today brought to you from the scriptures. Identify with Christ. I'm excited God had me born where he had me born. I am. I think that's marvelous. But I also know God could have me born in lots of other places, and guess what? It'll blow your mind. God still could have done great things with me wherever I was going to be born. Some of you are like, no, 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 that's not possible. You, you have to be born in just the right place. Well, then your God's too small, because that's not the God I worship. I worship a God who's so big that he could pick anyone up from any place. Somebody like, oh, no, 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 systemically that's not possible. Have you not heard the sociology of it? Well, the God I know was able to take eight souls and all and save them from a global flood. The God I know could set together someone to make sure Isaac didn't have to be sacrificed. The God I know could have a prophet take on 450 and win. The God I know took Gideon and his 300 and defeated an army. See, the God I know does the humanly impossible all the time. And you have to take ownership of those stories again if you're going to realize that God's got all of us. Which brings us back to where we began. So what did I tell you? I told you that you're the people who needed to come back to God. Because we've wandered. It's time to listen and not just the talking heads. Let Scripture be your guide. This is why in a year we're reading the Bible. Because the truth is I grew up in a church body that talked about reading the Bible a lot. Anybody want to guess what church body this is? Yeah, I grew up in the Lutheran church, talked about reading the Bible a lot. Do you know how many Lutherans I've met who've never read the Bible from beginning to end? It's disturbing. But boy, you get pastors together and we will just rejoice about how much we love the Bible. We needed to get back to Scripture. 
And we had to realize, what is it then? The second piece, what did I tell you? That God actually does work through those things. He works through the scripture. That's why we're reading it. He works through the Lord's Supper where he'll feed you this day. Isn't that awesome? The God who you wonder where he is. The God of why can't I see karma? Why can't I see the prophets defeated? Because that God comes to you today and says, take and eat, this is my body, given and shed for you. That God comes to you. So what did I tell you? I told you the God that loves you isn't far off. He's not distant. He is present in this place, solving real problems for real people at this hour. Amen. We're glad you've connected with us online and look forward to the opportunity to see you in person. On behalf of everyone at Jordan, we hope you will join us as we gather in worship of our Savior, Jesus Christ, every Sunday morning at 930 at Beaver Creek Cinemas in the peak of good living, Apex, North Carolina.